There's a few um, gospel readings that speak of speech impediments, and I'm very self-conscious when I read those gospels, because if I read them poorly, you'll all be thinking a speech impediment like father, you know. Um, so thank you. Um, you obviously didn't see nearly the humor in it that I did, which is typical. Um, so, so today we have this man um, with who's who we're told is deaf, but also has a speech impediment, which tends to be you know tends to go hand in hand. I remember uh, some years ago at a at a previous parish, there was actually this wonderful man, gentle, gentle guy, and uh, he for many many years had had just. Uh, very, very, very debilitating hearing. And um, because of it, he, he couldn't speak very well either. And, and of course, and I don't know all the mechanics of it, some of you I'm sure do better than I do, but, but we, can, you know, we can infer or we can deduce from, from that if you can't hear sounds properly, you can't mimic them either, right? I mean, you've, obviously we learn how to speak through hearing speech. Right. That's that's how we how we imitate uh, the speech that we hear. So if, if a person doesn't have correct hearing, it's going to be very difficult to learn how to speak properly as well. So the man that we're hearing about in the gospel who is deaf, um, he's, he's obviously not blind, so he can see that people speak and, and he's probably trying to imitate that mechanic in some way. But because he cannot hear speech. Right, his speech itself is going to to be incorrect. He's not going to be able to communicate properly, you know, as it were, through his speech. He'll have an impediment. And so, when we look at the the miracles of Jesus, they're always operating on on different levels. Um, it's never just the miracle. It is clearly the miracle. I mean, the miracle is happening. But when, when the Lord works a miracle, he's doing more than just the miracle. Um, and, and there's more symbols and signs that are taking place through that action that have meaning for, for all of the people around him, as well as, of course, then, you know, related to us today. There's meaning for us today. So let's break that apart. Let's break that down. For the, for the man himself, no doubt, just, just the fact that he's healed, now he can hear, you know, now he can speak plainly, or he can, he, he's intelligible, he can actually speak, right, is, is incredible. Now he can communicate with his loved ones. I mean, imagine just how the world opens up to have never been able to hear music, to, to have never been able to hear the, the sound of, 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 his, of his friends or, or his family, to never have been able to communicate um, in such a way as, as everyone else could communicate. Um, to have had that experience of being cut off, you know, from the rest of society, and now being healed, he's connected, right? He's reconnected with everyone else. So in all of the Lord's miracles, what, what inevitably is happening is the Lord is reconnecting people. He's connecting them back to community, to society. To, to their family, to their loved ones. And he's, he's healing their way of life, right? So that's sort of happening on, on the human level. But on the spiritual level for the man, now what did Jesus come to do? Jesus first came 
his, his, his sort of primary obvious ministry, because he's born in the line of prophets, is he's coming right now, his ministry in the Gospels, you know, his current ministry as we're, we're hearing about it in the Gospels currently, is the proclamation of the kingdom. He's proclaiming the good news. So all of the people are hearing all of this wonderful proclamation of the good news. But the man who's deaf isn't. He can't hear the proclamation of Jesus. He can't hear the good news of Jesus. I mean, imagine being in the presence of God himself, Jesus Christ. I mean, you might think, well, gosh, I, Father, I don't even like to go to Mass every Sunday. I go four times every Sunday, so stop complaining, by the way. But, <laughs> so, you know, imagine, though, if Jesus were here, you might have a different feeling about the whole thing, you know? If Jesus is right in front of you, well, that might change the deal. So here's this man, and there's Jesus, God himself, you know? And he probably wants to hear what everybody else is hearing. He can't hear it. He can't hear this, this wonderful message this beautiful message of salvation that Jesus is proclaiming. So when Jesus heals him, he now is able to hear the message of salvation, the message of God himself. And not only is he able to hear it, but given that the Lord heals his speech impediment, he's now able to proclaim it. Because not only, you know how we do the whole, you know, may the word be in my mind, may the word be on my lips, may the word be in my heart. May the word be on my lips. We're supposed to proclaim the word of God as well. So the man who's able to hear the word of God is now able to proclaim the word of God. Right? So he who hears the word of God can now tell others about what he has heard, what he has received. He's able to share the message that everyone else has shared. Like when you all leave here today and you, you talk endlessly about this amazing homily you heard. And you go on and on and on. You don't pay attention to football. You just talk about the... <laughs> I go home and watch football. But, <laughs> but I mean, if we heard Jesus, we'd probably be talking about it. You know, if Jesus were here and he were, he were talking to us, we'd, and then he left, you know, we, we would probably think, be here just sort of stunned. And we would be amazed. And, and that's what we heard. They, they, were, they were amazed. And they were just so filled with joy. And they just wanted to talk about it. So now this man can talk about it. So, so let's move it to an even larger level. All right? There's only two more, by the way, if you're keeping track. So moving to a larger level, remember that the Jews often, often, pretty much all the time, except for a couple of, couple of instances, they rejected the prophets. So the man represents sort of the Jews, you know, on en masse, you know, sort of the Jewish tradition of rejecting the prophets. And as opposed to that rejection, that deafness to hearing the proclamation of God, Jesus heals the man's deafness. And now he represents a new openness to the word of God. Now he represents this new openness of Jesus coming, the new, the new covenant, Jesus himself. And now the, the Jewish tradition is going to change. There's going to be a, a new reception of, of the word of God. Okay. And then the last thing, the last level, is that the, this man represents all of us. 
The man represents all of us. So somebody should probably grab that child. We have a, we have a child wandering aimlessly up the aisle. It's okay. <laughs> Don't want to be get hurt. Um, so this man represents all of us, right? Who it's very hard for us to stay open to hearing God's word. How, how, how easy it is to, to remain close to what God wants. And because we get in our own way. I mean, it's easy to blame somebody else. That's the easiest thing to do. And it's always, the, you know, I mean, it's always our fault. You know, whenever we really look at our lives and our problems, pretty much 95% of the time I've found that everybody's problem is themselves. Now, there are times that, that somebody else is, you know, is your problem. But for the most part, you're your worst problem. And I'm my worst problem. And we get in our own way. And when it comes to receiving the word of God and being open to the word of God, it's our problem. We're the reason we're not open to God's word. We're the reason. I'm the reason I close myself off to God's word. I'm the reason I don't listen to God's voice in my life. It's not your fault I don't listen to God's word in my life. That would be strange for me to say that. When I don't listen, it's my fault. And when you don't listen, it's your fault. And so the man represents us when we are deaf to God's word and we need an openness to God's word. And then likewise, we're called to proclaim God's word, to profess what we have heard. And this can become really difficult. Is it not difficult now as Catholics to say I'm Catholic? Is it not a little bit more difficult right now? It's a little bit more difficult to wear this white collar right now. It is. I still do. It's, you know, it's a little more difficult. It might be a little bit, we might be a little bit more ashamed or embarrassed. But I'm never ashamed or embarrassed about Jesus Christ. I'm ashamed and embarrassed about a few priests and bishops. Well, quite a few bishops quite a few priests, but I'm never ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm never ashamed of what, what he's done for me, about the grace and the goodness that he's given to me. I'm never ashamed of the fact that, that he's, given, he's given me the, the sacraments or the church. I'm ashamed of what people have done with it, but I'm not ashamed of him. And so I'm able to still proclaim Jesus Christ, which is the essence of what we believe as Catholics, right? And so as Catholics, if, if we focus too much on, you know, hierarchy or, or, or uh, you know, bishops or popes or all the rest, if we're too focused on that, well, we're off track anyway. The church is about Jesus Christ. The mass is about Jesus Christ. Being here is about Jesus Christ and him crucified and him saving us. And of that, we should never be ashamed. And of that, we can always proclaim wholeheartedly. And that's what we're called to do, in season and out of season. Please stand.